And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Last week on the 16th, not this past Sunday, on the 16th, I began preaching a sermon entitled, Wake Up and Smell the Coffee. You remembered? Wake up and smell the coffee because since the truth is something is brewing out there behind the scenes in these last days. Amen. The devil is working behind the scenes. Our text came from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. It reads, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. I'm not going to reteach the sermon, but I want you to use that as a stage to launch this new sermon I have this morning. The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit through Timothy, Paul's protege, tells us that in the last days, we are in the last days, you would agree. The Bible says in the last days perilous time shall come. Perilous we said was fierce and dangerous. You know it is interesting though that as I read the word I began to realize that same word perilous was used to describe in Matthew chapter 8 verse 23. It was used to describe the savage and fierce nature of two demon possessed individuals. You remembered in Matthew chapter 8 verse 28 there were two Men possessed with devils who lived in the cemetery. You remember that, that account? And the Bible says they were so savage and fierce. No men passed that way. Else they would have inflicted harm on, on these individuals. That is what the word perilous means right here. It says, and when he was come to the other side into the country of the... You know how to pronounce that. You, you'll do that at the house. They made him too <laughs> possessed with devils. Can you give me a little more volume, please? I promise I'll, I'll do mic control. I don't want to hurt my voice. Amen. I'll do mic control. Praise the Lord. Possessed with devils coming out of the tombs. Here comes the word perilous. Exceeding fierce. So that no man might pass. The word man here is human beings. No human beings might pass that way. That same word perilous. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. This is what it, it's used to describe. Savagery fierceness coming down in these last days are you getting what i'm saying saints and so what the scripture is telling us that just like these men just like this man right here who was fierce and savage because he was demon possessed so too in the last days men and women will be influenced by the devil and they will inflict harm on humanity same thing same word and God gave us a glance, a preview as to what it's going to be like in the last days. And so, since I'm here this morning to tell you, invite you on a journey to grow. Let's all decide to grow. Because trouble is coming. Let's all decide to grow because difficult times are coming. Hebrews chapter 6, if you can go to Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. It reads, Therefore, living the principles of the doctrine of Christ... Let us go unto perfection. Let us go unto perfection. The word in the Greek is maturity. And next week I'll share with you how it, how many of you have heard about D.L. Moody? D.L. Moody, he only had a third grade education. You know, Moody Bible Institute in Chicago was named after D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody only had a third grade education, but he grew. In one year, he grew more than the saints in the church who were there for 30 years. Let me say that again. In one year, Moody outgrew spiritually the saints who were in the church there for more than 40, more than 30 years. I have a lot on mind. I'm speaking too fast. I'm going to slow down. 
Because if I'm not done now, I'll finish next week. In one year, D.L. Moody grew. More than the saints who were in the church for 30 years. And they hated him. They despised him. It didn't happen by osmosis. A fog didn't overtake Moody. Today we have the Moody Bible Institute. And I'm saying these things this morning to make an appeal to us. Let us decide to grow. Let us put ourselves in a route to grow. Are you with me? Let us exercise the discipline. In these last days, what we will need as Christians, we will need the discipline of a soldier. We'll need the endurance of an athlete and the patience of a farmer. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what we'll need in these last days coming. We'll need the patience of a farmer as a Christian. Are you with me? The endurance of an athlete. Just learn to endure. Are you with me, saints? Just learn to endure that which the devil is going to throw at us because he's going to throw some things at us. And then lastly, the discipline of an athlete. How many of you would agree we have challenges with this one right here? Amen. Notice my hands, they are up first. Amen. Discipline of an athlete, that's what we need because growth doesn't happen hmm, by osmosis. Growth is purposeful. I'm here to submit to you since it is time for us to decide to grow. So the Bible says we got to leave some things. Amen. It doesn't mean we despise it or abandon these things. We just have to. That's where we start. We don't stop there. Amen. So we got to leave because there is another text. I didn't have time to look it up where Paul says you ought to be teachers by now. But you are babies. That cannot happen to us. I, I, you, cannot, you are to be teachers by now, but you are babes. You listen to one side of the story and run with it. Your goal is not to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That's what the Bible tells. The Bible tells us Christians, we need to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So if I come to you and I give you my story, you should call me and hear my story before you make a decision. Well, let me move along then. Because my goal is to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Every Christian needs to learn to do that. We need not divide brothers and sisters. And God against that spirit. The Bible says we, some of us ought to be teachers for the amount of years we've been in church. The Bible says some of us ought to be teachers, but Paul says you are still kids. Why? Because we have not used our time wisely. It may be like a preacher eyeballed me and told me you have so much. I'm talking about 25 years ago. He said you had so much potential, but you have no discipline. You're so lazy. And he said your laziness will take you out. 25 years ago, he told me so. I changed my way of doing things. Read about, read about D.L. Moody. So we got to leave these things and move on. I came here this morning to tell you, brothers and sisters, trouble is coming. I'm not a pessimist. You hear me? I'm not a pessimist. I'm a biblicist. I'm a biblicist. Biblicists believes. This is what biblicists do. They interpret the Bible literally. Where we should interpret it literally. And then... Not only do they do that, they obey the Bible. Let me say that again. A biblicist is somebody who interprets the Bible literally wherever and whenever it should be literally interpreted. And obey the word of God. 
We don't hypothesize the Bible because it will, we, we, want, we want to experience its power. So we believe the word literally and we move on. So like I said, I'm not a pessimist. I didn't come here, amen, to, I didn't come here to exalt trouble or to get you disappointed. But the Bible tells us difficult days are ahead. And I need you to understand that. Difficult days are ahead. We see that for the pandemic since the world will never be the same again. It doesn't matter how much you try for it to return the way it was. It will never return the same as it was before the pandemic. We live in a time when our government is woefully divided. Let me say that again. We live in a time when our government is woefully divided. And that division is spilling into our workplaces. Into our homes. Into our churches. And we got to be very careful. Because we are Christians first. Say, I'm not here. Listen to me. I am not here. I am here for Jesus Christ. I'm not concerned about politics. You hear me? I'm here for Jesus Christ. Everything else comes last. I'm a Christian first. Not only our government is divided, mass shootings. That's what I'm saying. Says the world will never be the same again. I looked up the. Uh, I looked up the, the 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 research on mass shootings in uh, Colorado. Atlanta, Indiana, Chicago, over and over again. Let me just read this to you quickly, saints, and you'll, you'll see what I'm saying. Because sometimes we, go, we come to church and we go home, and we got so much power. Hear, me, hear this right here. The power of the Holy Ghost in a Christian, not knowing what they have, is like putting power in the hands of a child. Let me say that again. The power of the Holy Ghost in a Christian, not knowing what he or she has, is like putting power in the hands of a child. They do not know what they have. They do not know what they can do with it. So it's worthless. That's why Paul said, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, he said, he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. But he said the grace of God was not given to me in vain. It's right here. I am what I am by whom? The grace of God. I am what I am by whom? And his grace was not bestowed upon me what? In vain. Not in vain. He said it wasn't given to me in vain. Why? Because he said I labored more abundantly than them all. What is he saying is I labored more than the 12 apostles. He said, I studied harder, I prayed harder, I fasted harder than the 12 apostles who walk with Jesus. He said, therefore, the grace of God was not given to me in vain. He said, I went in the wilderness with the Pentateuch, five books. I came out with 13 books. I was giving you some information on mass shooting. A mass shooting so far in 2021 from January to March. January to May this month, 178 mass shootings. 178 in January there was 35 February 43 March 48 April 52 a total of 178 mass shootings 206 died almost 700 injured somebody needs to stand in the gap and back the devil down that is the job of the church I'm saying things are going to get worse and I'm going to show you in a while how one Christian got in trouble. And how when the church started praying, God turned it around. 
Yes, I'm here to tell you trouble is coming. It's coming. Yeah, difficult times are coming. But brothers and sisters, we got the power of the Holy Ghost. We can turn things around. Are you with me? We can turn things around, saints. Let me continue here. So, as I said, we live in a time when there's mass shootings. Amen. Not only that, this is what I found out and I needed to share that with the saints. Behind the scenes, there exists a mass movement to automate as many jobs as possible. Millions of dollars are being invested in the robotics industry. They're trying to take the jobs and give them to robots. That's what I'm saying. Difficult times are coming. That's what they're doing behind the scenes. That is why 5G was invented. These initiatives, they need 5G to operate. These robots, they need the 5G technology to function. So that is why everybody's jumping into 5G because they're trying to get rid of physical labor. Somebody say us. That's what I'm telling you. You will need God, saints. That's why we need to grow because there's a lot happening behind the scenes. We do not know. We have people experimenting with super viruses. But I'm not afraid. I'm just sharing information. I didn't come here to scare you. I came here to expose the devil. To tell the church we better get up and pray. Something is brewing in the dark. And we need to wake up and smell the coffee. I was sharing it with somebody as to what's happening behind the scenes. And they said, Pastor, I'm not concerned. You know, the industry where I am, we're secure. Let me tell you, there is nothing secure out there. For one thing you'll find out is not your job, it's their job. Are you getting me? The only security and certainty we have is in Jesus Christ. Are you with me? The only security and certainty we have is in whom? Jesus Christ. Quickly, I'm going to give you this testimony. I was listening to Dr. Adrian Rogers. No, no, not Dr. Rogers. Dr. David Jeremiah. And he was, he was, every year for three months he preached on stewardship, giving. From January to March. Every year he preaches on giving for the start of the year. And he was testifying about one of his parishioners. He said, and I needed to share that with you because he kept saying the very same thing. We are coming on hard times. He called it tough times. I call it difficult times. The Bible calls it perilous times. And he was admonishing in the congregation. He said to them, one of his parishioners, a widow, came to him. And she testified. And she said, she said, Doctor, I need to tell you this right here. And she, he said, she said, I came from humble beginnings. Never had any money, but I always tithe. Are you with me? I always tithe. She never had any money. She tithed from her job. Every, she didn't have any money to save. All she had was social security. I'm sharing with you since what he said. Because you see, she didn't know trouble was coming. But she honored God. Yeah. I'm, not here to, to put, I'm not here to put a plug for tithe. Are you with me? I'm not here to tell you. I, I don't do that. You know, I don't come and play tricks on you about giving. I can make my own money. <laughs> I know what the Bible says about money. I know the Bible says you have to. The, the, the elders that work hard amounts you should be doubly rewarded. That word double means they should be paid a salary. That's what it means. But let me move on. I didn't come here to talk about that. The Bible, uh, he, he said, when she, on, uh, it was, her retirement was approaching and she got concerned because all she had was social security and she realized that she cannot live on social security only after she retired. 
Oh, uh, he said 24 hours before she went on retirement, she got a knock on her door. That's Dr. Dr. Uh, Jeremiah is saying this. He's testifying. She got a knock on the door. And, and somebody, the person said, I'm looking for such and such. She said, I am the individual. Mm-hmm. And the man said, you do, not, you do not know me, but the Lord placed me on your heart to take care of you for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. She went on to live for 25 more years and the checks keep coming every month. And when the man told her, so he looked at her because he didn't dress like a millionaire. He said, by the way, I am a multi-millionaire. I can take care of you. I'm here to tell you, when you are in trouble, God will take care of you. And, and, and this, is what, this is what hurts me. There are a lot of ministers out there advocating against tithing in the New Testament. That's what they said. They advocate against it. Because I'll tell you why. What I found when I did some research. They no longer have a debt on the church. Let me say that again. They no longer have a loan on the church. They don't have a mortgage on the church anymore. So now they shouldn't talk about tithing. Some of them don't have a church. No responsibility. Some of them, they have written books. And so the money from the books are now enough for them to live on. And so now they can speak against what Jesus told us to do. It doesn't matter what any man says. Let me show you what Jesus said. Let's go to Matthew chapter 20, 23 verse 23. Let me show you from God's word. Let me show you from God's word what Jesus said. Because I'm telling you since trouble is coming and you will need God's help. So we are here telling you, listen to God's word, honor God's word. Je Jesus is preaching, it's in red, if you have the King James. He said, he's speaking to the scribes and Pharisees. He said, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. And he says, these are the weightier matters, good judgment exercising mercy and being faithful notice the colon he said these you ought to have done and he's referring you ought to tithe from mint tithe from anise and cumin this you ought to have done and not leave out the others and he's saying tithe but be nice tithe but be merciful tithe but be faithful but don't just tithe and don't be merciful Jesus said you ought to tithe and I'm submitting it to you, brothers and sisters. Anybody else who said otherwise is a bona fide heretic. Jesus is here telling you, you ought to tithe. One day, you'll need God. Trouble is on the way. And if you think you're secure, keep on living. You keep on living. I just thought I would share that. He was testifying and I said, oh my God, this is so wonderful, amen? Because there are people, well-meaning ministers, amen, who are now, they have arrived. They have apprehended. Money is not a problem, so now they can talk against giving. I'm going to bring this to a close. I told you I wouldn't be long. I'm going to bring this to a close. I'm going to show you how Peter got himself into trouble. Can you go to Acts chapter 12? Verse 1, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm not going to summarize anything. We're going to read through it quickly. And I'm going to explain. Peter found himself in trouble. Because he was a Christian. Not because he did anything bad. He was a Christian. He was preaching the word of God. And the Bible says, King Herod Agrippa stretched forth his hands and vexed certain of the church. He began to persecute the church. 
How many of you know sometimes when you're Christian, the devil, we just saw the devil, what he does is influence or possess people, amen, to do harm to Christians and other people. We just said that a while ago. This is what's happening here. The devil moved on Herod's heart. Herod's Agrippa. And he stretched forth his hands. He began to arrest Christians. And put them in prison and jail them. They were in trouble. But I tell you brothers and sisters. Not because Herod stretched his hands. We are helpless. Not because trouble come. We are helpless. Are you with me saints? This is what the Bible says here. Can you go to verse 2? Verse 2 says he began to. And this is. And he killed James. Whom, whom he killed? Not our James. <laughs> he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. He just thrust him through with the sword. And notice, notice what? Notice the crowd's response. And because he saw it please the Jews, he just murdered a Christian. And the Jews say, ooh, ooh. You know, we read the Bible and we don't see that serious stuff. We read the Bible and we just move on. How, how would you murder a man? He may have a wife and kids. Family. This is somebody's child. And he proceeded. When he saw it pleased the Jews. He proceeded and he arrested Peter. He arrested Peter. The, he arrested Peter. And he did not do anything. He was waiting for the Passover to get over. Can you go verse 4 quickly? I'm trying to show you how God will deliver you. When, you're in when you are in trouble. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to, to four quaternions. Four quaternions. Listen, listen to me. A quaternion is a squad of four. A quaternion is a squad of four soldiers. He delivered Peter, Peter to four sets of four soldiers. So at 6 a.m., four soldiers guarded Peter. Two had him chained in his in his maximum prison and two out of the door at the door so 24 hours a day peter is chained to two soldiers and they rotated from six you have four they leave another set come at nine when they leave another set come at 12 when they leave another set come at three round the clock why do you think he has peter in maximum prison because he remembered in Acts chapter 5 verse 19 an angel came and delivered Peter and the apostles are you with me now keep that in mind brothers and sisters this is not Peter who cursed Jesus at that time he was young at that time he was not filled with the Holy Ghost are you with me sense I want you to see how the man has grown because I am appealing to you it is time to grow Give me 10 more minutes, I'll be done. It is time to grow. Notice what? Notice, notice Peter's disposition. A man who's going to be hanged the next day. Notice, notice. Verse 5 says, Verse 5 says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but what? <laughs> but prayer was what? Made for him how? Prayer was made for Peter. Without ceasing, the church began to pray for Peter. They didn't just pray five minutes and say, Lord, look on Peter. Old Pete, we might lose him. He was a good man. No, no, no. The church began to pray effortlessly for 24 hours. Are you with me? Praying for 24 hours a day. 24 hours. Lord, look upon Peter. Father, we pray. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Lord, we know you're Peter's shepherd. And because you're Peter's shepherd, he shall not want any good thing. You're going to make a way for Peter. 24 hours a day. That's what I'm talking about, saints. 
it is time for us to grow those prayer those devotion prayers we have it is time time out for that well let me say that again yeah yeah this this pretty prayers we pray for 10 15 minutes lord we bless you lord we thank you thank you lord bless, 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 bless. and then we move on i'm, I'm talking about I'm, to, I'm talking about this four or five hour prayer sessions where you begin to war and then all of a sudden when there's a break in the spirit you feel the release in your soul that's what i'm talking about i submitted to you brothers and sisters the reason why many of us are in so much trouble is because we do not know how to pray and trouble is coming and we need to know how to pray the bible says prayer was made for peter without ceasing of the what the church and again i always say the church is not one individual I keep saying it, but people go on Facebook saying otherwise. The church always refer to a group of people. The Bible says we are the temple of God. The temple he's talking about is the holy of holies. In the tabernacle, there was the outer court. Then there was the inner court. There was, there was the holy of holies. God moved in you. That's what he's saying. But it doesn't matter how much you try to correct some people. People will do what they want and say what they want. Regardless of what the Bible says. Let me move on here. Prayer was made for him by the church. On his behalf. Can you go to verse 12? I'm almost done. Verse 6. Verse 6 says. And when Herod would have brought him forth. The same night. What was Peter doing? You, you, don't, you don't get the picture. This is a man who's going to be hung. Hung the next day. He's fast asleep. You talk about maturity. You talk about depending on God. You talk about re he's resolved on God. He's, he's sure. He's secure. Because Peter, no, that's not my fight. That's God's fight. I was doing the Lord's work. Are you with me? And Peter, the, uh, I, I wanted to tell you the reason why Peter again was in maximum securities. You remember in Acts chapter 5, we were told in verse 19 that Peter, I, I think it's verse... Mm, verse 12, Acts chapter 5, verse 12. We are told that when Peter finally got mature, he began to walk in Jerusalem and his shadow, <laughs> his shadow, people were rushing just so Peter's shadow could fall on them and then they got healed. That's not the same Peter who cursed Jesus. The man has grown. He's put in the time for prayer and Bible study. Now he's in trouble and he's secured. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you, are you here? Are you seeing the, are you seeing the picture here? The Bible says, and, and by the hands of the apostles, or oh, you just, can you go to verse? <laughs> Anyhow, and he went out and followed him. Where are we? I see you're trying to get the text where Peter's shadow fell. Was it Acts 12 or Acts 13? Acts, th Acts 5, 13. You need to see it since. Thank you for going there. What it says. Well, I think it's Acts chapter 5. It has to be 11, 12, 13 or 19. I know that for sure. Yes. And it says, and great fear came upon all the church and as, upon as many as heard these things. Verse 12 says what? Uh, 515 
Yeah, can you go to 5.15? In as so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing might overshadow some of them. The power of the Holy Spirit in a man. The anointing was, the anointing of God can be placed in a cloth. The anointing of God can be placed in clothing. And, and I'm going to tell you quickly, I'm going to move on. Because sometimes you say these things and people look at you. You're talking Greek. The anointing of God can be placed in the clothing. Paul prayed in the New Testament, let his hands on clothing and send it out. Elijah's cloak. When he left heaven, Elijah, Elisha get it. And Elisha took Elisha's cloak. Elijah's cloak and say where is the God of Elijah and he smote the Jordan and it opened Elijah did not even say to Elijah the Lord called you he just took his clothing which had the anointing and threw it upon Elijah and Elijah said oh I got to go Jesus came saying follow me Elijah didn't do that he just threw his cloak on somebody because the anointing is transferable I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. Peter, uh, when Elisha died, they made a mistake and threw a dead man in Elisha's grave. When the dead man's body touched Elijah's boat, he just got up. The power, the anointing of God can be placed in cloth, in clothing. Now we see the anointing showing in somebody's shadow. <laughs> That's Peter. Peter, he's grown, he's mature. And Herod, remember, uh oh, I'm not playing with a novice. This is somebody who has a good reputation. He walked around, he walked around, and people got healed. And I found out the last time an angel came and delivered them. So I'm going to put him in maximum prison. Like maximum prison can hold back God. <laughs> oh God I give you praise he should learn Herod should listen to Gamaliel Gamaliel told the other the 70 he said don't touch this man leave this man alone you might be fighting God are you with me carefully let's move on let's move on here he said accepted and when Herod I would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping he was sleeping between whom two soldiers the man is snoring Chained, having a good night's rest like he went on the beach. How many of you had a good night rest last night? Man, I had such a wonderful rest. That seawater did wonders. I knew what Peter felt like. That sweet sleep, Peter, I said, ah, that's what Peter got. No, notice, sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Two soldiers in the prison, Peter is bound between them and two soldiers out of the prison. Four. Notice what happened. Notice what happened. Verse, and behold, the angel of the Lord who functions on another realm. He doesn't live and function on the natural realm. Oh, glory be to The Bible says, and the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. Peter didn't see no light. Peter heard nothing. He was sleeping. The man was sleeping so hard, the angel had to slap Peter. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Let me tell you, when you are in trouble, God will send help. That's why I'm telling you, I came to tell you that trouble is on the way. But don't you be dismayed. We've got God. And God will work for you if you believe the word. Let me tell you, he'll work if you believe the word. Do, 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 you know what I, Elder, do you know what I see? That's our challenge as the church. We do not believe most times in the principles and systems of God's word. We don't, we say it, but we do not. I, the Bible says in Proverbs 16, don't turn there. Under the Lord with the first fruits of your increase so that your bonds will be filled. First fruits is your tithe. You honor, when you give, you honor God. Christians don't do that. They said, well, I'm not sure about that, you know. You know, I, let me leave. The Bible says in, in, in Romans, in, in Genesis 8.22, until the earth remain, here is a system. I think every Christian should, when you start to get frustrated, keep that in mind. I was getting, 15 years ago, I was getting so frustrated to the point, I almost said something bad. And the Holy Spirit quickened that verse in my spirit. Genesis 8.22, it says, until the earth remains, seed time and harvest. It's right here. Until... Is the earth still remaining? Yeah. Is the earth still existing? The Bible says until the, until the earth exists. The law of sowing and reaping. Seed. You got to sow in harvest. Then you got to give it time. There is nothing like abracadabra. Oh we love that. We love abracadabra. It doesn't work in the kingdom of God since. Let me tell you that. Abracadabra doesn't work in the kingdom of God. And I know we are used to that. The Bible says, well, there's going to be seed. And then time. Time. That's why you need the endurance of an athlete. To hang in there. And let God's word work. Don't just walk around and say, oh, that doesn't work. Like a big child. Look, you are 52 years old. I'm talking to me. Have you been a Christian since five? 52, you're still throwing a spiritual tantrum. There's going to be cold. Is there, is there cold winter? Is there heat? Is there summer? Is there day? Is there night? It Bible says it shall not cease. This is a principle sense you cannot forget. You get frustrated. This is what I found out in the kingdom of God. The processes of God has to play out fully. So that we can become to the point where we want no good thing. Are you, you, you feel me right? I, we, the, the processes must play out. They've got to play out. Give God some time. Because God has to go ahead of you and level every mountain. He has to go ahead of you and make the crooked places straight. He has to go ahead of you and bring up every valley. So when you plant your feet. <laughs> oh, but we forget these things. We listen to the abracadabra people. And then we shame God. We forget the cloud of witnesses are looking. Cloud looking. Heaven is looking. And when I say heaven, I mean demons and angels, they are looking. Playing a game. I bet you that Christian is going to fall apart like a $2 suitcase. That's it. And the demons, I told you so. Ah! They give each other fives and move on. I'm here to expose the devil. 
are you with me? He has, he's brewing something in the dark. And we need to be ready. And not be offended at God. And Don't let the devil overthrow your faith. That's what he intends to do. Overthrow your faith. Let you get offended at God. Because you have your theology doesn't corroborate with scripture's theology. That's the problem. What you think about God. How you think it doesn't line up with the Bible. So when it doesn't work out for you, you get mad. We have to evaluate our theology. Theology are like noses. Everybody has one, right? But they got a couple holes in them. Let, let me move on. Let me move on. Let's go. Acts chapter, Acts chapter 12. Yeah. Right here. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon a light in the prison and smote Peter. Listen, look at power. And on the side and raised him saying, rise up quickly. And, and what happened to his chains? God came in the room. Everything asked to obey. No, nobody said, in the name of Jesus, chains fell. No, there's no need for that because Jesus arrived. The king of kings and the lord of lords arrived. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That is how bad habits will fall off from you. I was telling a friend of mine. You need bad habits. You're doing everything the bible says not to do. To get rid of bad habits. So look at what the bible say. And I guarantee you habits will run from you. The chains. Now I can preach on that but I got to move on. Is that alright? The bible said his chains just fell off his hands. Continue verse 8, verse 8, verse 8 quickly. And the angel said unto him, Gird yourself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. Now keep that in mind. The men next to Peter are still asleep. You, you, you missed that. The soldiers on either side still asleep. The soldiers in front of Peter's cell still asleep. Because God put them in deep sleep. You want deep sleep? Ask God. He'll put you to sleep like a baby. Four, <laughs> four soldiers, trained men, sleep like babies while God is rescuing his men. Oh, glory be to Jesus. And uh, the angel said, get up, bind, put your sandals. Peter had, Peter had nothing on. You, you see what I'm saying? Just his tunic. Peter took out his jacket. He took out his shirt. Amen. He had his undershirt. That's it. And the boxers. And the angel said, Peter, you're too comfortable in there. You are too comfortable. You, we got to go. This is not your house. And he said unto him, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. The angel is he's following God. Look quickly. I'm almost done. Verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9 says, it's coming. Praise God. And he went out and followed him and wished not that it was true. Peter in his mind saying, I'm in a dream. That's not true. That's not happening. Those kind of things doesn't happen. <laughs> but thought he saw a vision. Verse 10, verse 10. And when, and when Peter was passed by the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate. He passed the first and second ward, the other prisoners. The Bible says they came to the iron gate. And what happened to the iron gate? Which opened to them of his what? On a cord. When the iron gets up, Peter coming. <laughs> this, this are you, 
We need a conference to, to really go and, and, and break that. When the iron gets up, Peter coming, the iron gets up. Oh, 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 I, I, I got to open up on my own self. <laughs> I'm telling, I'm talking about the power of God. That is what we have and we don't even know that. I'm trying to show you when trouble come, what we have. So you won't back down and start crying. We got some power. So open up his, and they went out and passed them through the street and, and forth with the angel. As soon as he left Peter, he, Peter knew, he knew where Peter was. Peter knew how to go where, to go home. So the angel left. Can you go to verse 11 quickly? In verse 11. And when Peter came to himself, what did he do? Peter slapped himself a couple of times and said, that's not a dream. That's for real. That the Lord has sent his angel and had what? Delivered him. I am here to tell you, brothers and sisters, trouble may come, but God will send his angel to deliver you. Are you with me? I want to that's why I said I want to encourage you today. Trouble may come, but God will send his angel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Trouble may come, but God will send his angel. That's why you and I need to do God right. We need to spend the necessary time in the presence of God. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So when trouble comes, God can send help. It says here, it says here, and when Peter came to himself, he said, now I know of a surety for sure that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the Jews. The Jews, they wanted to rejoice over Peter's death. Can I go to verse 12 and I'm going to, I'm going to bring it to a close. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were what? What were they doing? That's where I want to end. They gathered praying. And because they gathered praying, God sent his angels. And that is why I'm here to share with you since we haven't got time to bicker and quarrel, backbite, gossip on one another. We don't have time. It is too late for that. It is too late for that. Now is the time for us to come together and hold hands mm, and start praying and start believing God. Are you with me? Because people, because trouble is coming. And you may need somebody to pray for you. No wonder prayer meetings are unattended and underattended. Because the devil knows the power that's in prayer meetings. Since I'm going to call it, I'm going to close it, but I'm begging of you. I'm begging of you, saints. Like D.L. Moody, now is the time to grow. Amen. Now is the time to grow and depend on God. Because trouble is coming. But we've got the power of God. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, 
I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.